what's up everybody this is beyond the board back again uh apologize for the last episode i was dragging ass but you know how it be with the work schedule we got the full squad back we got we're drew back. we're back baby we got juan what up we got me who is well rested uncontested and ready to fucking go this time amen glad glad to hear it um, and it's way less foreign grounds as well yeah, it is. And with the foreign grounds, what are we doing today? What are we talking about? Boy, we're talking about the big bash and barbarians. Barbarians. The next it, class alphabetically. Makes it's sense. my only class that I played starting off that I actually did well at. Because as, as you remember, I tried to do the cleric and that was just was yeah. a mess. <laughs> magic magic can be scary as a, as a new player. And luckily, barbarian's pretty easy. Um, so I'm excited to talk about this. Um, yeah, it's good to have Juan back. I like being a threesome. So we didn't get bang, banged down to a two. <laughs> yeah. Oh God, dude! Uh, oh my! I was dying laughing listening him back because I didn't realize when you said it in the pot, like when we were recording, we we're like I, our normal threesome got banged down to a twosome. <laughs> I was just like. How did I not notice that? <laughs> Bro, I'm, I'm hilarious, man. We're going to keep this going if I don't say so myself. So, um, But the Barbarian is an awesome class, and I'm really excited to talk about it because it's a very, very unique staple for um, a lot of games. Um, the Barbarian class is not specific to D&D, um, and it's been seen a lot in all sorts of cultures and within the fantasy genre. Um, and it, it's, a, it's a great class for new players, because they can feel like a badass 99% of the time. So really excited to talk about this one. Um, so um, if you don't mind, I'm going to open this up with a little it. intro in the book that talks about barbarians. Um, so with uh, barbarians, uh, people of towns and cities take pride in how civilized the ways, uh, civilized ways set them apart from animals as if denying one's own nature with mark of superiority. To the barbarian, though, civilization is no virtue, but a sign of weakness. The strong embrace the animal nature, keen instincts, primal physicality, and ferocious rage. Barbarians are uncomfortable when hedged by walls and crowds. They thrive in the wilds of their homelands, the tundra, jungle, or grasslands where their tribe lives and hunts. So that kind of gives you a little bit of what barbarians are about. And during uh, my doing research into it, I'll get into this later in the episode when we talk about the lore a little bit about them, um, but they don't do really well in civilized areas. And there's a lot of... Um, Ooh, uh, what's the right word for it? Stereotypes in the genre um, that they're like nomadic tribesmen, but that doesn't necessarily have to be true. Um, they just don't like being in cities. So you can think of someone who was raised in the cities and who just became a woodsman and stuck with that. Could have led him on the life of a barbarian, but rather live on the fringes of society than within it. So there's a lot of different dynamic layers that you can do with it. Hmm. That kind of ties into uh, the backgrounds, racism, the basic builds of a barbarian that you're going to be looking at. Yeah. Yeah. What about those? Uh, <laughs> what about those? Well. <laughs> wow. What a, what a, what a segue. Yeah, what a segue. What, what about those, Colin? You can't bring them up and then not say anything. Um, when, when you're looking at your character sheet and building up a barbarian, the, having those backgrounds 
it's kind of a good choice to go with, like you said, not more the mo nomadic, but more of the ones that kind of stick to solitude, such as like the soldiers or, um, oh, where are they at? A sailor or a pirate. Okay. Just because that's kind of the people that kind of have those same values. They don't really stick with society. They just kind of follow around or very, a little more brutish. A little more free, you could say. Yeah. Yeah. You could also throw the Wanderer, Outlander, a bunch of backstories, oh, yeah. uh, a backgrounds work with them. Um, so after reading through the class and refreshing up, I personally have never played a Barbarian. Um, I know, Colin, you have. Why have you? I have never played a Barbarian. No. Wait, what? Yeah, which is kind well, of surprising because the they're I so popular. It. Yeah, I've never played a Barbarian either. Um, they're cool. I, like, I love Barbarians. I love having them on my table, um, but I just personally have never done it. Um, but reading over the class features a little bit, um, just going into like we did with the Artificer, the saving throws are strength, uh, strength and uh, constitution, which makes sense. Um, barbarians being used to live in wild, harsh environments like the tundra and wetlands and jungle, um, they need to have a lot of strength to keep going and surviving without um, the basic amenities as uh, most people within civilizations have. And so constitution plays in that as well as just being having strong constitution. So it makes sense to have those as the saving throws. Um, reading through the class features, what really stood out to me, some of the key features, um, one was the unarmored defense. Now, like I said, I have been DMing for a while, but I really haven't had a whole lot of barbarians in my games. Uh, one, I think, just one. And I think we got to level three, it was like one shot. Um, but what's kind of cool about this is unarmored defense, I'm just going to read from the book, is while you're not wearing any armor, your armor class is equal to 10, plus your dex, plus your constitution modifier. And you can use a shield and you gain the same benefit. Which is kind of nuts at just level, um, what is it? When do you get this? Level Pretty one. Sure it's level, yeah. Yeah, level That's one. right out of the gate. So you're just already <laughs> really, really tanky. And what's cool about having that is you don't have to pick up armor essentially i mean having as a barbarian stacking a high constitution as it's when you're saving throws um also gives you more health um and makes you very very versatile in certain events with monster encounters like petrification um any sickness black dragons um and it also just gives you really really tanky stats with your health modifier going up so having that add to your AC on top of your dexterity and the shield, you can get a really high AC without having to have really cool armor, which is a nice feat to have. Because if you think about it story-wise, barbarians are surviving on their own. Typically, their armor is probably going to be just what they can make from hide and stuff, right? So kind of cool. Um, I think that feature is actually low-key busted. <laughs> Anything that cool. adds two modifiers to your AC is crazy. I like the monk, wisdom, and dex, I think. Um, and then, but also being able to use a shield, that gives you a plus two to AC off the bat. Easily passing 20s if you get the right stats. Easily. My favorite thing I've ever done with the Barbarian was because of that mechanic right out of the gate, having that uh, unarmored defense. I really played into the, the uh, uncivilized side of him. And every time we got into a fight, it was just like an act of passion. So he would strip down naked 
and actually have more mm -hmm. AC because the way it's stacked up. <laughs> nice. And throw that um, not safe for work tag right on there. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Naked barbarians. Ooh. <laughs> cosplay. Here we go. But, um, it's just, it's such a fun mechanic to play around with. And you can kind of be a little more cocky, like shed armor and still have the same AC and just use that as intimidation. Or not even wear armor. I think of it exactly. a lot when I read that, the first thing that came to mind was Tarzan. You know, he's wearing a yep. wooden cloth to color his nether regions and that's it. He was fighting jaguars and stuff with a little spear. He didn't need it. I think of a, I always think of a uh, like uh, base Kratos. Oh, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, uh, especially the newer God of War. I mean, the classic God of Wars, because you couldn't customize his armor. Right. The man's was just shirtless the whole time, just wrapped in chains. Yeah, just, and you know, killing the Olympian too. pantheon. When, uh, whenever I think of, um, especially because, like, when I think of barbarians, I immediately go to um, the Totem Warrior. Mm -hmm. so I just immediately think of League of Legends Udyr. That's like oh, my, cool. yeah. That's my go-to thought for um, barbarian. Nice, yeah. And um, we'll get to subclasses in just a minute. There's a couple other core features I want to touch on. Um, you touch them features, true. Another thing that's up in there. another thing to. to <laughs> oh boy, we're just gonna multiple about safe for work tags. Here we go. This is what an awake Colin sounds like. You're welcome. <laughs> Um, what's also cool that I really like about them at level five is they get an extra attack similar to the fighter and ranger, um, meaning they're able to attack twice, obviously, um, during when they take the <coughs> attack action. But at the same time, at level five, they also get fast movement, which increases their movement speed by 10. Now, if you're playing someone of a large character, like I think uh, Goliath already has like 40 movement speed. I could be wrong on this. Uh, I think you're right. does too, just because they're bigger. Adding this onto it, they're 50, or even just like a regular character who's 30 takes it to 40, which is a huge advantage, you know? They're these big, big tanks that deal insane amount of damage because of their rage feature, and they're able to just bust a move and get wherever they want on the battlefield, which is makes them very, very versatile in certain situations, especially if they have to like climb over anything, which takes half your movement. Who cares? They were at 40. They still have 20 to do, even if they climbed up like a 10 foot cliff real quick. It's pretty crazy. Well, that's one that's thing I think people forget about as well is like they, they're big, but it's muscle big. So they can do like above human yeah, physical feats. Like they can jump walls, bust through walls, like yeah, they're very, very physically, physically inclined. And um, we can't pass over barbarians without mentioning their core feature, which is rage. Um, and, you know, I like I said, I haven't had barbarians that much in my <coughs> game, so I can I haven't really read through it and actually taken the time to read rage. I was kind of surprised at how strong it is. Like, it is really, really strong. I'm going to go ahead and read it real quick to you so everyone knows what I'm talking about. So while raging, raging you can do it um, X amount of times per day. I think it starts out at 2. Yeah, it starts and it out bumps up like every other level or something like yeah, that. Yeah, it caps out unlimited, actually, <laughs> at 20. Yeah, dude. But 6 uh, for the most part. Um, so you have an advantage on strength checks and saving throws with strength. Uh, when you make a melee weapon using strength, you gain bonus damage to the roll that increases as you gain level. So at level one, it's plus two all the way up to plus four, 
which I mean, with all the other bonuses you're gonna get throughout leveling your character, it's kind of crazy. Um, and then also, this is the kicker, you have resistance to bludgeoning, piercing, and slashing damage from non-magical effects. So It's like it's, getting extra life bars when you face a boss too. What What's crazy for this for me, it's yeah, you get resistance to this and you think of it as a battle, but the bludgeoning thing comes for me. There's a cap at falling damage within um, Dungeons and Dragons. Like it's the same for falling out of a 10-story building as jumping from orbit from the moon. It's the same. <laughs> gravity, <laughs> gravity makes no sense in D&D. But um, if you fall off a wall, let's say 40 feet, you and you're raging, you gain resistance, meaning that's halved. So if it's 30 fall damage, falling uh, 40, 50 feet, you know, you're only going to take 15. So you can have these badass moments where you're like Assassin's Creed style, standing on top of this monolith or big tower, staring down at the people below, and your party encounters like the, you know, the big bad evil guy, um, and you just hop off and land kind of Naruto style against pain, just superhero landing, you know, and it's like <laughs> you, if you're raging, you take half the damage. Please. <laughs> I think it caps out at the most damage in D&D you can get from falling is 72, so um, which is a lot. But it, and that's if you roll godly the whole time um, for fall damage, but you take half that anyway. So what is half that? 30, 30 36. No, nope, 36. Thank you. Um, that would have been 62. <laughs> that's 10 off. Um, it's okay. But, um, it's kind of cool that you can have these bad a moments and then on top of that in the battlefield of course having resistance to all this stuff is kind of crazy um and then the last thing before i move on to subclasses with it um is the last thing that stood out to me for the main features there's a bunch of other stuff but it's primal champion and of course the only way you're going to get this is if you are a level 20 character um but it's really cool and the flavor that they word this word this with is really awesome it says at 20th level you embody the power of the wilds your strength and constitution scores increase by four. Your maximum for those score is now 24. So just at level 20, you get all uh, those two stats bumped up by four. Constitution Jesus. goes to your AC, and you probably, probably already have a high dex at that point, too. So it's just like the cherry on top. They get, they're just big, bad, and really cool. <laughs> is there anything from the core features that I miss that you guys um, want to address? Um, no, I'm just, I'm biding my time till we talk about the builds and subclasses. Okay, well, what, let's move right into that. Well, what do you guys, we all decided to take a subclass. Um, and we might have duplicates because we didn't talk about this. Just the ones that we thought was close to us. Uh, so, Colin, I'm going to let you kick this off. Um, like I said before, just like when I think of uh, the Barbarian, I just really think of the uh, Totem Warrior. With the Totem Warrior, you get Spirits. It comes in at third level. You get to pick your Primal Path is what they call it. That's your subclass. But right off the bat, you get Beast Sense and Speak with Animals. And Beast Sense, you just kind of get a little more attuned to the surroundings. Like you almost get a uh, animal-like state when searching for the item you're looking for. If there's something off, like a person in the distance, you're trying to get a Blade of the Land and, and Speak what, with what Animals. And what was the name of the subclass again? uh totem warrior totem warrior okay cool and then cool. like the more you go down you have to attune to a spirit so like you can't bounce back and forth but you have the bear eagle elk tiger and wolf and right. each of them comes with their own attributes like obviously 
going to be a little more aggro if you play with like the bear, tiger, the wolf. Eagle just kind of gives you a little more protection and able to see. But I usually, um, I'll roll with the wolf or the bear. And the wolf, when you're raging, it gives pack mentality to your entire um, party. So if anyone's within five feet of you or the hostile you're attacking, they have advantage on melee rolls. Cool. And as you keep going, you get the sensibilities of a wolf, so you can track creatures at a fast pace for pretty much like on all fours. Then from there, it just gets super high level, which you can't get to, but like we've talked about, it takes a lot of dedication to get a character right. past like 13, 14. Yeah. The max character I've ever played was 16. Oh, we're so And close. that was a lot. And it was a lot. And 16, I can't even imagine what level 20 feels like. I've never played a character at level 20. Dude, um, at but level at 13, 16, I felt like a god. Yeah, at 16, I felt like a god. You know, I was like, whatever, throw whatever you want at me, I'm going to take it down. And it was my bard, so it was like, I had a ton of spells that were really cool and party inspiration. But um, it was, yeah, I can't even imagine level 20. But yeah, the and total is really a... cool. I don't know a lot about it, but looking at it, I kind of want to play it next time as the uh, Storm Herald. It kind of built, you can be like Thor, and that's badass yeah. as shit. Yeah, I was looking at that one. That's really cool. Yeah, and I don't know a whole lot about that one, but that one does look fun. So if you want to be the god of thunder and kind of play with that tactic and mentality, I think that'd be a pretty right. cool way to go for your first time. Yeah, it is. It's really, really cool. Um, so... For me, I'll go and then one you want to finish this off with the subclasses after, um, is I chose the Path of the Ancestral Guardian. Um, now, this Ooh. one came out in... Ah, um, oh, freak. Um, Xanther's Guide to Everything, that's what it was. You and I are always opposite. I love to play aggro, and you're, like, more bolstered and defend the party. And yeah, side. so it, it was really cool when I started reading it, and I'm going to read the intro to you so everyone can kind of understand why I was drawn to this. Um, so some barbarians hail from the cultures that uh, revere their ancestors. These tribes teach that the warriors of the past linger in the world as mighty spirits who can guide and protect the living. When a barbarian who follows this path rages, the barbarian contacts the spirit world and calls on these guardians' spirits for aid, um, which is really, really cool. I have a backstory that I'll talk about yeah, later on in the episode that ties in with this class, which is really cool. It just adds a ton of flavor. Um, but there, the reason why I thought of this, there are some really overpowered things, in my opinion, and it starts off with Spirit Shield at level 6. And so when uh, you rage, the guardian spirits that aid you can provide protection to those you defend. Um, so when you're raging and you see a creature within 30 feet of you take damage, so someone of your party, you can use your reaction to reduce that by 2d6. And that caps out at 4d6. And it's really, really cool. But this is the big kicker for me that makes it really overpowered um, is that later on in this um what i'm trying to say later on in the subclass um it there's vengeful ancestors which is the last thing i'm going to talk about in this one that kind of adds to that so it says when you use your spirit shield to reduce damage of an attack that attacker takes the amount of force damage that your spirit shield prevents so yeah, you can flavor it in the sense where it's like you call on these spirit warriors to protect someone in your party when they get hit a spirit ru rushes forward from just like the neither and just stabs at Shoulder the... Shoulder checks the shit out. Yeah, <laughs> and like kind of 
kind of gets attacked from like and it kind of adds flavor to it that's really really cool and i mean barbarians that are super tanky and also gets a support feature that can like protect people really cool really really cool so that's the reason i i wanted to showcase that one yeah i like it yeah do you want to what'd you get for us Warren? so i like what's is funny because i think we all pick subclasses that uh kind of complement each of our play styles i sometimes yeah. like to get like fucky wucky if you know what yeah. i mean <laughs> oh of course <laughs> who um, does it my man oh my god <laughs> um i guess i think she picked wild cool. surge or something yeah i did actually oh <laughs> i know my yes. friend i know my friend <laughs> Um, I've, so I've never actually played a, uh, played a barbarian before, but, uh, I've, I was in the party with one before who did, it was, I think it's, uh, what the hell is it called? Hold on, I gotta pull it up. That's the path of wild magic. Mm -hmm. And I just like, I don't know. It's just a little, little like salt bay pizzazz add yeah. on to your just like generic. I'm big beefy and I like to hit shit, uh, guy, <laughs> That's some you chaos know, to it. <laughs> um, my favorite part of though is that whenever you go into a rage you get wild surge which you get a table of eight little effects and then you roll whenever you rage a d8 mm -hmm. and then that number corresponds to what happens like um the one that <clears throat> my party member did that fucked me over once uh, i'm not oh, naming names it's no one here it. <laughs> but <laughs> uh he rolled a seven and it's uh flowers and vines temporarily grow around you until your rage ends the ground within 15 feet of you is difficult terrain for your enemies uh, <laughs> yeah i got caught uh on the other end of that uh because oh. we were kind of in a hallway surrounded um oh, and just smushed yeah yeah and so no one could move like the people that were in front of me couldn't really move <laughs> And I was kind of cut off, and I was playing a squishy rogue at the time. Um, and I uh, clapped you a I, little bit. Uh, clapped me all the way that I had two deaths, two failed death saving throws because I got oh, hit all down. No. That's how bad it was. But I can't imagine how cool it would have been had it, you know, worked in our but favor. Dude, See, I also it, but, think of uh, it as like the sarcasm of it too. This huge badass barbarian where he steps forward and all these daisies are kind of chilling right by him you know it's kind of like sir loris from game of thrones like a, a bunch of daisies that also <laughs> yeah. like get like all caught up in your shit and you can't like move uh but it's cool like there's another one if you roll a two you get to teleport up to 30 feet to an unoccupied oh, cool. space uh, and cool. then until your rage ends, you can do it one more time as a bonus action that's pretty badass wow so like let's say you fuck up one dude and the other people you're trying to kill are like on the, you know, they're like 30 feet away and you've already moved and you're like, you know what, let's, uh, let's teleport over there and just, it's kind of like Batman, but you're yeah. Kratos. Well, yeah, that's cool. The fun uh, mechanic so of that, <laughs> there was a fun mechanic of that as well. Just like, you can either play it like you're, like you said, full chaos and just like, fuck it, what I roll, I roll. And the one time I did, I was trying to, play the dice to what i wanted in the situation and that is a terrifyingly scary way to do it like there's another one i forget what number it is but it, you like shoot a beam out of your chest or something like that literally for I, eight. yeah i had that planned i was just like all i have to do is roll an eight then i'm gonna shoot a beam out of my chest <laughs> and then i'm pretty sure i ended up doing the vine one or something like that and the dm i was playing with at the time was like you said drew were just a bunch of daisies 
and they mm-hmm. self-inflicted it so I was the, the the um difficult terrain. So literally I was just like a moving mop of moss and flowers. <laughs> so like trying to move was impossible. But yeah, no, that's a super fun one to play. I it's just I, I bugged out that I called that on you. I just, just yeah, you know, I, I think I, it, I think friend. it gives you a, a little, you know, a, like you said, salt bay pizzazz, dude. Some salt bay pizzazz. <laughs> it gets better as you level up, you know. Like oh with, yeah, like I really like uh, it was an unstable backlash at level ten. Whenever you take damage as a reaction, you can roll on the table. <laughs> um, Doesn't it get 14. to a point where you can pick between two? Yeah, so at level fourteen. Uh, you get to roll two dice, and then you get to That's pick right. the results of either one. Uh, nice. If you roll doubles, you get to pick any result that you want. That's cool. So you can just completely ignore it if you roll two of the same number, and it's pretty badass. And also, one random thing, because I just barely looked this up, uh, since I've never actually played one before, you randomly get like a Bardic Inspiration die to give out, essentially. Hey. At level six, you get to give out a D3, which, uh, you know... Every little bit counts sometimes, and that's, that's, that's right. pretty badass. It does. That's awesome. So, uh, yeah, if next Barbarian I play, it will probably be like some some hippie, uh, like weed. Uh, was it? What do they smoke in the Shire? Uh, <laughs> um, some some hot like halfling smoking. Oh, uh, half halfling. They weed just say smoking, pipe weed. Um, yeah, pipe weed smoking barbarian. That's like yeah, man, one with one with nature. And then every time <laughs> you piss him off, uh, things get just fucky. rages and goes into a surge. I love you say fucky wucky. Yeah, fucky wucky. <laughs> Sometimes you make a fucky wucky and you gotta go in the forever box. <laughs> True. Um, yeah, so that their barbarians are so cool. Um, and to kind of end this, I want to briefly talk about um, the lore and kind of how they fit into the D and D world that Five E is within Faerun. Um, so I kind of already mentioned it, and doing some research, it's really cool. But all of society, like humans elves whoever live in um metropolitan area view um barbarians of anyone who lives outside of that they could just be typical nomadic tribes caravanners um farmers who live on the fringe of society anything that doesn't fit in with their uh whitewashed society is um called barbaric and barbarians but within actual tribes um a barbarian is a very revered and honored fighter um there's only like two at the most barba- actual barbarians within a tribe um and it's set aside a title who for these individuals who can harness this primal rage um and they're known as great um protectors and fighters of the tribe so it's kind of cool that um it kind of is like that oh yeah you guys are all barbaric but really barbarian is a very very almost sacred term for the strongest in the tribe which is a cool flavor to know when you build your barbarian um with that also barbarians are wanderers um typically in the lore when it pops up they are traveling um to different dungeons or they love like just not encountering people and running into people. So they just kind of hang out on the fringe of the world. Um, so you could like, as a DM throw, like you run into a friendly barbarian who's catching fish on this river in the middle of nowhere, you know, kind of adds to like that. They're just as wandering people. Um, and like what we did with the artificer, I wanted to find who was like the most renowned barbarian. And unlike the artificer, there was tons. <laughs> especially because there's this actually is like, some history with the barbarian 
yeah, and this is actually like a heavily played one, you know? Um, and so uh, looking into it, the one I found was called Wolfgar. Um, and it's it's very famous because I think he pops up a lot in the Salvatore books with Drist. Um, and doing some research on him, it was really cool to kind of like figure out like one of these icon like heroes of the realm, essentially. So a little bit about Wolfgar. He was a human barbarian born in the elk tribe of Icewind Dale, which was kind of cool for me because I just finished playing that campaign. Um, and <laughs> he was a very large man, um, seven feet tall, um, uh, blonde hair, beard, big, muscularly, uh, muscular, um, pretty much Thor, uh, right? And so when he was a kid, he was a bannerman for the elk tribe and the tribes... Uh, did a raid against Icewind Dale against the Ten Towns and um, some of the dwarves of the surrounding regions. This is a very <laughs> brief overview. I could spend five episodes talking about this guy with all the information <laughs> I found out. Uh, but basically the Ten, tri uh, ten Towns there and Icewind Dale came and um, uh, fended them off and defeated the tribes. And instead of dying, uh, Wolfgar was actually given the opportunity, he was only like six years old at the time when he was Bannerman, um, by this guy Brunor Battlehammer. Uh, he was a king of the Dwarven tribe there. And he said, you can come be a slave for me for four years or I can kill you. And he was like, a smart lad. I'm like, yeah, I'll come be a slave, why not? And it kind of led into a kinship between the two. Um, later on, the king, uh, Battlehammer, actually adopted him as his kid. Um, which is kind of cool. And then he forged him a hammer, kind of Odin Sun vibe. And I'm going to read the description of it because it is crazy. Uh, cold forged weapon with, made from mithril. The shaft was made of adamantite. A diamond coating was magically adhered to the entire weapon after its forging. And the head was engraved with magical inscriptions, which co were coveted by the god Mordane, which is the dwarven Allfather. So massive one this is the coolest part about it you can throw this artifact out there into your game if you have like a barbarian who is kind of bigger because it's called aegis fang and this weapon is so big that you to use it properly you have to be six five at a minimum oh my it's god just that big <laughs> if you're not six five and you try to use it you have disadvantage on all attacks <laughs> so it's really cool there are some stats that came up in 3e a lot you can find stats there or just make your own for 5e really kind of cool vibe um wolfgar was trained by dritz um and if you don't need you've heard of him before the famous draw ranger um and that's kind of cool they defeated a couple of dragons together so his wolfgar's nickname is dragon's bane which is so badass um and there's a bunch that i could go into and maybe we'll do a deep dive into them in a later episode i don't want to take too much time here um but yeah that's pretty much uh wolfgar in a couple minutes there you know kind of cool flavor that you can throw into some of your games uh that your barbarians can meet up with um so going to our last segment of the episode backstories um Tell me, Colin, uh, or Juan, what backstories did you come up with for your character that you would make? So, if I were to ever play one, I mean, I've already kind of went into it, I would go Path of Wild Magic. But I would think that he is someone that, um, instead of raging, I would change it up a little bit. And it's like, he enters, like, the zone. So, like, uh -huh. he's just, like, hyper-focused. 
and it's right. because he's like just like so one with himself and like nature and all this like wild magic fucky wuckiness that uh-huh. he um just lost my train of thought uh <laughs> that he just like takes a second and instead of like oh big bad angry rage smash he like takes a deep breath maybe yeah. like hits his pipe for a second like a little you know just a little little, little puff yeah and then just awesome. like gets gets into the zone uh that's about as much as i came up with i mean i figured he'd probably be like a loner who just like i'm the lorax i speak for the trees <laughs> sort of a thing and i uh-huh. think it would just be badass to in the middle of it just like you expect like this big old brute to like get angry and start punching shit and instead he's just like takes a deep breath and then starts like hitting critical points and shit and like smashing so i think it'll like i'll flavor it like not only is he, he's like yeah he's super strong but like he just like knows where to hit because he's so focused yeah and i think it'd be cool little subversion there yeah that would be really cool i i like that idea of it um for me um i kind of came up with the same thing leading into the ancestral guardian um i wrote down kind of like a hulk um or mr hyde kind of vibe uh when you rage the ancestors actually possess your body so like you could play a different personality trait as like your um your past maybe it was your father who handed it down to you when he passed he steps forward into your body and the ancestors actually guide your blade that way that's kind of cool vibe like maybe their eyes go white when they rage and they kind of glow kind of like that and then they he's just like this typical dude afterwards um it could add some flavor to that as like uh just a unique kind of fighter um and that he only like and like you'd have like you could work with your dm and make like a table of five ancestors and you roll on it when you rage to see which personality trait you take on until your rage ends (laughs) that would be really cool (laughs) that would be way cool to see (laughs) (laughs) right and go ahead colin tell us what would be your backstory that you would do um, the one that I've always kind of done is the stereotypical, like you said, the nomadic one. But he was raised in a village just on the outskirts of town. The town kind of turns on him. So he finds his, uh, his belongings on the wilder side. And that's where, like, the sailor and the pirate come up. I just He's like the soft giant for the crew. And he just kind of finds his way back towards civilization on what he turned his back on and finds his quote-unquote humanity but still like being himself the barbarian like being that rough brutish guy realizing that he needs that to get through the world he's made for himself yeah i think that's that's a really cool idea um and yeah there's just a lot of cool flavors that you can add with um barbarian and it's gonna be it's gonna be fun um to see kind of how these stories develop as we continue doing this because our next class is bard um which there's so much that we can say about it and i'm just gonna have to leave it a mystery until we get to that point with next week but um i don't have anything else to say about barbarians they're super cool uh any player should try to play them at least once i know that's kind of hypocritical because i haven't but hey i'm still a player i'll figure it out um anything else that you guys want to say on the subject Uh, no just like we have always said before do your research before where you play to make it kind of tailored to your style. And I'm excited for Bards next week. Yeah, Bards are going to be a good time. Um, any last words, fellas? Or, for our- I promise next week won't be all about trying to F things with being Bards. 
That is. I can't make that promise. I'm ready to talk about the ultimate bard, Donkey from Shrek. That's right. Blade literally fucked a dragon. I'm so excited. Well, thank you again so much for listening to uh, Beyond the Board. Um, more episodes to come weekly. Uh, this has been so fun, so exciting for us. Uh, please uh, review, um, like, share. Please review. Oh my God! You oh, oh, you meant you meant give us a review. Give I thought you meant review. like review the class. <laughs> No, no, they they could do whatever. They I was want. like, what are we assigning homework? No, bro, we're not those guys. But please leave us a review; it helps out so much um, to get some ratings on there. Um, but again, thank you so much for giving us a listen, and we'll, ta- we'll talk to you next week. 